everybody i'm so excited to have our next guest he's a literal hero okay he's a literal freaking hero he's a logistics expert he's somebody that um is really active on linkedin that's how i found him and i think you're gonna find his story really inspiring so welcome adebayo how are you doing uh Wileen, i'm doing well how about yourself yeah doing awesome so um let's let's just uh get started with uh with a joke so um because I don't even know any logistics jokes, but do you know any good logistics jokes or like what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you in logistics? Uh, what was it? Uh, so when I was, so I, I'll tell about you later on uh, when I was in the army, I, you know, part of logistics is the cooks, the cooks, the guys that feed, you know, the soldiers on the battlefield, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a time they were, I was helping them. I was just helping them to uh, help them to cook. They were short of hands in the kitchen. So there, so there are two different things between the sugar and the salt. Two different between the sugar and the salt. So they told me to pass them the salt, and I passed them the sugar. I think they were trying to salt. Uh, it wasn't a different, the same container, you know. It's all white, so I don't really yeah. know the difference. So I passed them the sugar instead of the salt. I just let you know, that, let you know that the food didn't go as planned. About <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to feed that night. They all done the food, so it was kind of a joke because we're like people were like, "What? What kind of? What kind of recipe is this?" You know, uh, that was a, that was a, that was a quite a funny one. Because actually, since then, they used to laugh at me every time I tried to give them a, a, a helping hand in the kitchen. They'd be like, "No, no, no, no. We don't want to. You know, we want, <laughs> want salt. I mean, we don't want sugar instead of salt or salt instead of sugar. You know, one of those things. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So. I love it." Because that's the best way to get out of cooking, right? Just because I, I am not good at it, and now people just know that they just, they just, they just don't, don't make you do that. So that's amazing. Um, so how did you get started in logistics? So I, my logistic background came out of the military. I spent twenty years in the military. Wow. I so when I joined the military, I mean, pretty much, I have opportunity to do whatever I wanted to do. But then they try to stick me into the logistical specialist. So from there, I used to, you know, be a, a forklift driver in the warehouse. You know, I used to be a part of the, I used to be a dispatcher, mm -hmm. you know, and I pretty much worked my way through to be a supervisor and then a manager. And then I start getting to the advanced logistics, mm -hmm. you know, shoot, move, communicate, you know, kind of leading logistical company in combat. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really get, you know, seasoned as a logistician. And then after my 20 years, I retired. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, I actually consult for a lot of, uh, logistical companies and supply chain companies are, are across the globe and just give them lesson learned, you know, uh, how we used to do in the military and how it works in the civilian world. And that's those kind of things. And uh, I've been quite successful about it. And um, so that's what I do. So I, I, I love logistics because it's like a pulse, you know, it's like a rush. It gives you that rush. You know, you can like, ah, you know, you're going to be in the midst of it all. You know, it's crazy because you don't want to be doing this in every day, but at the same time, it's very addictive. You know, it's like a crack. I hope I can use such words. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> profanity is encouraged on Awesome, awesome. So, so it's like, like, it's, it's like not a math person thing. Yeah, because I feel like I don't like numbers, but thank God for people like you who are. So I think people don't understand what logistics actually means. Logistics, like, so, what it so, mean? So can you so <laughs> explain what so it logistics means? Logistics is you know, everything that needs to be moved, if you need to move something from one place to another, it involves logistics, okay. either people or materials or product or service. 
anything that needs to be moved is the movement of goods and services. I mean, it's just how to move goods and services. So anything that has to move, you, you remember you were talking about, so let's talk about the logistics of this. Anything that has to, that involves the, the detailed planning behind the movement of everything is both logistics. So that is why for every product we buy, 70% of every product, mostly most of the price of the product is attributed to logistics, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that is why uh, it, is, uh, it is important. That's why logistics is it's probably the, one of the most lucrative industry you can ever be in because everywhere from the onset of time, from the time immemorial, mm-hmm. Asian history till now, logistics has always been a hot commodity. So it's always going to be hot cake for the nearest, for the, for the nearest future. I love it. Um, so can you tell us like what kind of clients you work just like what, what kind of, of industries and fields you deal with? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of customers do you work with? So I work, so for me now I consult. So in any industry, I consult for all these industries. I consult for them from the beginning, any from the startup to medium size and to big companies as well. I mean, I've consulted for Facebook as competitor for small businesses, mom and pop starting up. And at any given time, if you, if you, any of your operation needs is logistical driven, I'll be there to help you out. Awesome. And can you tell us like, how do you get, so for somebody who wants to get into logistics, how would they get into it? So it's all about having a passion for it because it's not something that if you, if you rush in there because there is money or you're going to rush out of it, you know, it's like running into the burning, burning house and you're going to, you're going to freaking rush out, you know? So you have to have a passion for, you have to have the nick for it. You know, most people that don't have a nick for it, they always get tired. But for some people that really have passion for it, they don't get tired about it, you know. So to get into logistics, just look at where is the need. You know, there's always a need for, look at Amazon. Amazon is a log, pretty much a logical company, you know. Uh, anything that has to move, you'd be surprised how much those folks that are moving. You know, surprised how much Amazon is, Amazon is moving uh, every day and you know how much they make. It's a, a, trillion, a trillion dollar company. So anything that has to do with moving, you can get in, just register it. Uh, look at what kind of school. There's so many, there's so, so logical, business, logical business is so huge. So you can build a trucking, you can be a truck driver, want to be, a, you know, you get, get, get your seat, uh, what's it called, the, the commercial driver, and you can drive from point A to point B. You can also drive a van, you can deliver mail, you can deliver food. Uber Eats is a logistical business, mm-hmm. you know. You want to deliver. Some people don't want to move around in the house. You can start a company. Do like, look, I'll deliver your food for you. I'll deliver your groceries for you. I'll deliver your laundry for you. Yes, anything. Even tra- I mean, just transportation is part of logistics. You know, moving, driving Uber, all these things. So there's so many that there's so many stuff that is part of our life that we don't see it, but they're all part of logistical company. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, so can you give us like an example of a project that you do for your clients, just so like we can. So, for example, now everybody is going to digital. Everybody is moving to the digital world, you know. So, uh, and part of what I do is to look at the framework of organization as, okay, where are you? Where is your logistical framework? How can we integrate the digital footprint in there? And that's what I do for them, okay? This is what you do. How, what part of your program or your framework can we digitize? And I come in over there, use data gathering and use... Uh, those kind of uh, tools out there to help them to be more efficient. Because right now, everybody is trying to lower, try to make a dollar out of 15 bucks. I mean, they try to make a dollar out of 15 cents, yeah. you know? And the best thing you can do is to help them achieve that end state. 
is to make the egg then make a dollar out of 15 cents. And a lot of this can be actually be streamlined through logistics. So look at what they do. And that's what I've been working with a lot of companies as well. And a lot of, also, a lot of companies also have issues uh, kind of reaching customers and how to, some of their issues, you know, uh, some of them are suffering in silence, you know, so you go over there, hey, what kind of issues are you having? You know, and educating them, I train them a lot as well, because there's a lot of things you don't know, you know, what you don't know, you don't know. You know, yeah. I kind of help them out to train them. You know, for example, now, a lot of companies are run by uh, baby boomers, right? Yes. A lot of companies are run by baby boomers. But now you have the millennials, you have a Generation X, then you have the global entering the workforce, right? Nobody, everybody is always hating on the millennials. Oh, they're lazy, they do this, they do that. But a lot of them don't understand the, the generational code. A lot of them don't understand how to talk to them. They don't understand that. They, a lot of them actually are not lazy. They just have different outlook on life. You know, yes. so you kind of bring them and also logistics and the issue of supply chain is not really sexy to the newer generation. So what I do is to make it sexy for them, make it work like, you know what, you might not like it, but guess what? This thing is actually cool. And then you kind of make it cool. You know, so I'm in the business of making logistics and supply chain cool again, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Of course. And obviously you're the, I, I feel like you just vibe cool. Oh, I'm glad that you're making it. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your background because very interesting. Obviously, um, you know, you have a different background and perspective. Can you tell us, like, what was like your upbringing like? Okay, so I, so I grew up. I was born and raised in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria. I did all my uh, formative education in Nigeria. Then I migrated to United States in 1996. Mm -hmm. And since then, you know, I just be an immigrant, try to survive in the U.S. Then I joined the Army. They, I was watching the baseball game in New York one day between the New York Yankees and the New York Mets. And an advert came up and said, be all you can be. I was like, whoa. So, you know, and I went to 125th Street, Allen, in Allen, New York. I'll never forget. Went in there on the street today. I saw the recruiting station. They told me, hey, you want to join the Army? And I joined. And I did. We give you $50,000 to go to college. I was able to convince my parents and they sign off on the, the contract and off I go. I went to join the army and uh, I love it. You know, initially it was quite scary for me because I've never, I, I wasn't even integrated in the American system. Right. Oh my, that's more, that's because I came here when I didn't know English, but like to be in the military. Exactly. And it was very, very scary. Exactly. Yeah. How, what was the first day like for you? I'm telling you, they were asking us to do like fire guard, like guarding. All the lingos, all the military lingos and acronyms they were using, I have no, I have no clue. So I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. You know, and I was luckily for me, I made some friends traveling from New York to uh, to the basic train in South Carolina, oh. and those people were the one. I was just following them like a, like a, like a chicken. You know, when the chicken, on yeah, the chicken yeah. follow the chicken. I just following them around. Like, what, what are they talking about? Because all these right. acronyms is like a foreign language to me, you know, though in America. Literally, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you guys know English even better than Americans, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. So, like, so when I got in there, so between that, it was very, even throughout my basic training, they were there with me, just like, what are they talking about? Because, I mean, it's not like I don't understand the English. It's just that the acronyms are just like out of this world. Yeah. You know, I learned, we were testing one day, I learned the Star Spangled Banner in about 30 seconds. Because I, they, were expect, they expected all of us to know it. I didn't even know. I know the Pledge of, Pledge of Allegiance in 10 seconds. You have to memorize it because part of our testing. You know, so I have to cram uh, a lot of stuff going through the, through the military. And I graduated. You know, they wanted to send me to Korea. And I was like, Korea? I came to the U.S. I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. I joined the military. Now you're telling me you want to send me to Korea? 
<laughs> not in the world. So they said, okay, if you don't want to go to Korea, we'll send you to a parachute, uh, uh, airborne school, which is a parachuting school. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I was like, okay, would I get to stay in the U.S.? Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, joined, I joined and they sent me to parachute. I mean, I was in airborne school for three weeks. I just started jumping out of planes. They sent me to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. That's why I started jumping out of planes. And then from there, I went all around the world and, you know, I became, you know, I was in Okinawa, Japan. I spent three years there, wow. married and moved around the world. I became an officer and I deployed to combat in Southeast Asia. I love Asia, by the way. I spent quality time over there uh, and then came back to the U.S. and worked on some more stuff. And then I retired. That's 20 years. Amazing. So I've been, I went to several schools in the military, military kind of take care of everything. They sent me to school. They sent me to professional development. So everything I have today, I actually hold it to the United States Army. They, they wow. kind of, I entered as a boy. I came out like a grown man, grown ass man. You know, I came out, of, you know, and uh, so, yeah, a lot of knowledge that I learned today is from that. Uh, and it was a very, it was an awesome experience because I met people from different walks of life. People came from all walks of life. So I was able to experience different culture, the Asian culture, the African culture, the South American culture. So by the time I leave, by the time I leave the military, I was so exposed to different culture. Like, how do you know this? How do you know that? I was like, wow, you have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Wow, your story sounds so amazing. I love it. Just truly an immigrant story I totally, you know, relate to. And wow. times in the army, that's all. I feel like I can get along with military people much better just because they've gone through so much discipline that, you know, I can trust them. I feel like they're reliable people and, um, you know, logistics makes so much sense because you need to be a reliable person in order to make a successful business. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, um, so I am going to ask a question. If you don't feel comfortable answering, I totally understand, but I just feel sure like... Excellent, man. There's no, yeah, there's there's no okay. skeleton in my closet, you know? Okay, yeah, so it's like, it's not even like about, like a personal question it's just okay so trump banned nigeria right so like what are your thoughts on it because okay i personally feel like he should ban china right now because of the coronavirus yeah but um obviously you know geopolitically wise it's just they just decide not to um even though the airports have have done their job so like what are your thoughts on it if you feel comfortable sharing sure, sure sure i can actually shed more light on that yeah, so th this has been going on so you've actually you know the the media actually hasn't really painted the old picture uh, in as much as nobody really advocate for banning any country in entry the United States. But this particular one is quite of unique. Being a Nigerian, and also I'm, I'm migrated here on the same visa that is being currently banned, you know, because uh, all other visa classes are allowed to come except for people migrating with a green card. Okay. Now, this is where the issue lies. The issue is that the United States State Department cannot verify people coming from Nigeria, the true identity. So I understand where the issues are. That what if you come, like, oh sorry. sorry. So when they mean that they're supposed to be an open, open, close, uh, open and uh, open end uh, operation with the United States, with the Nigerian government. So for people that are migrating from Nigeria to the U.S., U.S. should be able to let them know who they are, who are right. you, where, right. you from, right. where, where were you born. But none of that data is available, and that is where. And this has been going on since May 2019. Oh, wow. So. So, so the U.S. point was like, look, if we cannot verify people migrating to, uh, from Nigeria to the U.S., then we should need to put a stop on this visa until we can get this process in place. And, but the Nigerian government actually has responded by actually setting up a committee to look into that and okay. fix the problem. Okay, that's good. Okay. Thank you so much.
yeah because i didn't know and i talked to some of my nigerian friends about it and they obviously had different thoughts about it um so thank you so much for sharing that yeah. um and it's good i i hope that the committee you know can can clear stuff up that's great totally like yeah because one out of five africans is nigerian so it's like a huge population so if we can get the logistics down that's great yeah because i feel like i don't think he's just banning for no reason um and i and i think that obviously we're in a interesting period of time you know we're like sorting things out you know we don't yeah. know things so we're like trying to figure things out so thank you so much for your perspective um so uh what type of clients do you enjoy working with and like what types of people do you think should not work with you so for me the, the kind of clients i work with are clients that are willing to learn you know uh learning is a, is a lifelong thing uh if most people you work with some client they just feel like they know it all and that could be quite uh that could be quite uh, detrimental to you because that kind of hinders what you're trying to do with them. But a, a, a willing and a learning client will mm -hmm. take you on a journey. You guys will actually enjoy a journey about exploring the business opportunities within their own business. Uh, and when people actually ask me to come to their business, normally they've reached a point like they cannot do it by themselves. They need an assistance from somebody coming out from outside in to kind of look into the operations and help them fix. Because if you're in, the, in you're part of the system, hardly will you find what is wrong with the system, but you're outside the system, high chances are you're gonna see what is actually wrong with the system. So that is why, uh, but oftentimes you think after they've, you know, they've come to me that they have uh, understanding that they will let me know, you know, have a free reign and kind of look into their issues and help them fix it. But oftentimes, because a lot of businesses want to protect their, uh, they want to protect their brand and reputation, so they don't want to admit what they don't want to admit. You know, they don't want to learn. They kind of all uh, cluster up in uh, in ideas. So some of those things can be very, very difficult for me because you can't really truly measure your success if you cannot really truly work with them. So I really enjoy clients that are willing to learn because I mean, I'm telling you, even not only clients alone, anyone that is willing to learn will go will go far in life. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, learning is a lifelong thing and ability to learn and learn new things on a daily basis keep you young keep you sharp and keep you progressive you know mm -hmm. uh, and this is what anybody that works in any business ecosystem uh, especially in this globalization uh, ecosystem has to be progressive but things changes things changes every day you know i didn't you know a few weeks ago i learned of this called tiktok i didn't even know that's a social media oh my god yeah you like it but are you on tiktok yeah, I'm on TikTok, but I don't get as many views because like the the view, the one that got a lot of views was like a, a black screen. That's the one I got the most views on. So I'm not really good at TikTok right now. But yeah, yeah what are your thoughts on it? I just, it's a very strange, uh, it's a very strange phenomenon, actually. That's why I call it a very strange phenomenon. I guess they share videos, you stretch so much views on it. And uh, the same thing I had with Snapchat, I was like, what is the purpose of this, you know? Uh, <laughs> So well, I can tell you, but um, uh, I mean, I think it's evolved from its original purpose. Okay. Um, it was for sending nudes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> I mean, but, sorry, this is my generation, I guess. But, but, I did but not participate in it, but that was the original purpose. So, but, um, but now you see, you see a lot of, you see a lot of older generation in on Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most millennials and Generation X on Instagram. Yes. Most Generation X, Generation X are on LinkedIn, you know, the global, the global generation and 
millennial on TikTok, you yes. know, Snapchat and whatever out there, you know, I don't even know. Somebody considered medium as a social media. I was like, medium? No, absolutely not. I like it, but I don't know. So, yeah, I didn't, I, wow, that's quite interesting about that you're on TikTok. You know, who knows? I mean, there's so, there's so many social media that is very predominant to the U.S. that is not fine outside uh, the U.S. For example, when you go to Asia, actually in China, my, you know, the, uh, the WeChat is yep. huge. It's yep. like huge. Actually, like, that's a super app. That's pretty much all they do. You know, they can do anything on it. But, but the TikTok, you know, I need to explore TikTok and see how it can work in supply and supply chain and logistics. I need to look into it because we've used Instagram for supply chain and logistics. We use LinkedIn. We've used, but I'll see what TikTok can be done. You know, it's quite, do you like it? Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's just like, it's more lighthearted than a lot of the other social media channels. Hmm. Instagram and Facebook, you kind of get like, uh triggered by a lot of stuff but like tiktok literally is about having fun dancing and being silly you know so i feel like yeah it's, it's a more lighthearted platform that i, I do enjoy. exactly but i hope people don't think it's very serious because there's a lot of videos i see on there like this is just ridiculous but <laughs> but i think it's just to kind of share up your day or kind of when you're down kind of to yeah. share you up yeah, because yeah. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is a very is a very harsh word out there. Harsh, harsh. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you're, people are so angry. It's it's funny to walk on the sidelines, but if you're involved in it, sometimes it's not it's not the best. But it is. I'm telling you, man. There's there's a there's a space called Twitter Nigeria. Where, I mean, it's just you 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 say anything crazy, man. They're gonna they're gonna like a they're like a hawk, man. They're gonna hunt you down. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, yeah. So um, so that's what I do, man. I, I I love I love to use technology to kind of help and so whatever. For example, now like I'm gonna when we, when we, once we finish this uh, conversation, I will go and look at how we can use TikTok to solve some supply chain and some logistic issues. That's awesome. There's always gonna be a way. There's always a way to link it together. Absolutely, I can't wait. Yeah, because I love it when people use social media to make things that are not traditionally funny hilarious. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Um, so speaking of humor, who do you think is funny besides us? Obviously, who we're the funniest people in the universe. Obviously, who do you think is like the third most funny person? Are you talking about comedians? Yeah, just comedians or like just regular people who make you laugh. Like, uh, you know, comedians. Uh, I have so many of them. You know, I also I can. I don't know. I don't know if you remember Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I you do. know Richard Pryor? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I love Richard Pryor. I'm not, you know Red Fox? No, I don't know who Red Fox is. Is it Samson and Sons? Samson and Sons. Reed Fox, right? Reed Fox, rather. Sounds, sounds familiar. But yes. I know Richard Pryor, yeah. I know Richard. Okay, now we'll move to current generation. I love, uh, what's a recent comedian? I love Eddie. I grew up in Eddie Murphy. I grew up. Yes, he's the best. I love his delirious set. I mean, I, I sometimes just watch it just to have him do the I ice love, cream I set. Love, I just laugh. I love Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Chappelle. Uh, Chappelle. You know, I don't know if you remember when Dave Chappelle used to work on Comedy Central. He used to, uh, you know, just have. He used to have his own show on Comedy Central. Yeah, I loved his show. It was amazing. Like, oh, Dave Chappelle's show sold out, man. It was just crazy and incredible, Dave Chappelle. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the recent comedians that we have right now, uh, you know. Yeah, that's it. I mean, for the most part. I mean, every other comedians, I, I love to watch comedy. I, love, I really love comedy. But Eddie, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Rock. 
Yeah, Rock. people are amazing. Yeah, you're you're naming just great, the greatest. Yeah, I, I grew up on those. I grew up on those. I mean, Bernie Mac. I used to watch the show. Uh, I used to work Fresh Springs and you know, Martin Lawrence and all those guys. You know, when you used to have their sitcoms. I mean, there's so many comedians going through, just going through. But those are people that are left are kind of. I always watch their show. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah. So I mean, Eddie. You know, Chris, Dave Chappelle. You know. Uh, I mean, those are they still they still hanging around, and that's, that's something great about comedy, man. You can do it till you die. Yes, you know? yeah. yeah, love it. It's the best. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for reminding me some of the greats. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some of these afterwards. <laughs> so, um, like, what do you wish you knew before you started? I think uh, before I started this whole journey of uh, logistics is the fact that uh, you know, oftentimes we go to school and. Uh, the school kind of gave us the direction to go kind of shine the light in the world of darkness, you know, our, our kind of uh, uh, naiveness, you know, shine the light in it. But oftentimes too much of it can be bad. It kind of stunts creativity as well. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you read, the, you read so much of the, you have so much of the education that you cannot challenge this at a school. Mm. Uh, and that has been problematic for a while but as time goes on now that you free yourself from uh from the normal sense of education that you you have enough to challenge the original knowledge and that is real that's the real education when you have enough to challenge the real knowledge so if i've known that earlier on a lot of things will have changed we, you know because instead of following the path if you have challenged the, the the status quo a lot will have come out a lot of innovation a lot of a destructive innovation right out will have come out but instead everyone wants something come out uh, like i was discussing with someone this afternoon like we always follow the status quo but why don't we challenge it there's a status quo for so we always like to be complacent always like to be safe but the moment you challenge it something good something better will come out of it herbie and b was cha challenging the housing system that's why it came to be you know uber challenging the taxing system you know we continue we need to continue to challenge the status quo and for us to be very progressive and innovative in nature. So if I've known that about 10, 15 years ago, maybe things will have gone. I will have challenged a lot of things that is going. Maybe I will have been a billionaire, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love it. So what are the conventions that you go to? Like, what are some of the events that you go to? So because um, I, I studied supply chain from the cradle to grave. So from the, from the birth to the end of it, so I go to it all. For example, I go to supply diversity. I go to contracting conferences. I go to Apex conferences. I go to ISM conferences. And these are just big body of knowledge supply chain that do supply chain and logistics uh, in across the board. I go to contracting. I go to a lot of any, anything that I know. You see, knowledge is never lost. You know, so knowledge is always, you always find a way of using it one way or the other. And you make a lot of networking. I mean, that's the, that's the secret to the game. Lane, that's the secret to it. Any industry you go to, networking is the key. Networking is the key. You might find somebody that's of no use to you today, but you'll be surprised. Two or three years down the road, the same function the guy is doing you, there's, there will be a need for it. So I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed the networking because you never know who you meet. You know, you never know what kind of need is going to be served over there. So I go to any conference that has to do with supply chain. You know, supply chain is so huge. You know, from the crazy grave, you have logistics, you have contracting, you have transportation, you have distribution, you have warehousing, you have uh, storage, you have all kinds of, you have last mile. So there's, there's shipping in there, there's freight forwarding. 
So all these people have their own conferences they go to every time. So whenever it's in my neighborhood or whenever I'm, you know, I've, they have some speakers that are quite interesting. I'll just, you know, go in there and just listen to them. Regardless of, you know, you can't be an expert in every field within the supply chain, but whatever you find, there's always a transfer of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. So, um, okay, let's do more like crazy questions. What would you do if you rule the world? Wow. If I rule the world, whoa, that's a crazy question. Sure. What would I do if I rule the world? Ah, I will eliminate hunger. Mm. Wow. Eliminate hunger. I make sure everybody give up their food. No. I don't Some people should not be eating food all the time, though. What? Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> Some people should be taken. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. But if I, if I have the chance to rule the world, if I have that magic wand, to rule the world, I think I will eliminate hunger. I love it. What I think I eliminate hunger. It's, it's the That's the most yeah. noble goal I've heard. Yeah, of all of us. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so what would you do if you could do anything over, if at all? You know what? I don't think I want to do everything over. I think it's a lesson learned, man. You know, I've I've enjoyed my highs. I've, you know, I've enjoyed my lows too. You, you learn from it, you know. I don't think I will ever like to do everything over. You know, I would like to travel the world more. Maybe that's the only thing I want to do. Or maybe I'll just, I'll be a m more of a nomad, you know, but, uh, but <laughs> I'll be more of a nomad, no housing, just be on my backpack and move, moving around the world, you know, and having, I'll grow my hair and my beard, you know, I think, I think that would be awesome. That's hilarious. I'll be like a, like an EP that goes around the world, all around the world. But if I, if I, I don't think, to be honest with you, you know, I don't think I want to, I have no regrets, no regrets, uh, you know, you learn, you move on, man. Such is life. That's great. So what's your daily routine if you have like a... Oh, I used to wake up in the morning, you meditate, you know, and then uh, you go out by your day, you know, you check your... Now you meditation, you check your... Uh, you take your, of course, all the crazy, you know, because I operate globally, you know. I work, so by the time I open my phone in the morning, mails and all kind of, you know, WhatsApps and all these messages are flowing in. So after your meditation, you spend the whole morning just replying to emails and then you get on your, uh, you know, is that how you go to the gym and then you come back and then you really start your day about nine o'clock-ish, you know. That's about it. And then you do everything. You have a, normally you have a, my day planned before, before you go to bed. So the next day it does like, you know, hitting a, like a to-do list, pam, 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 pam. Amazing. I love it. So uh, what's your, what's your next projects? So my next project right now, I'm working on a couple of courses. I'm working on a risk management course. Uh, you know, there's a, and that's one of the reasons why I. Or like you're taking it or you're teaching other people. I, I'm going to be actually selling the course i'm gonna be oh, teaching nice. it and people can come webinar and whatnot the thing is uh, you know the article i wrote on supply chain mapping is the fact that uh a lot of people don't understand the coronavirus and how it has affect, mm -hmm. affected the global economy actually oh nobody will know it yet until the coronavirus is over because right now everybody's just living in the la la land they just want this thing to end but when everything is done will know the real damage. So far, they said about 100 billion or so, but it was way, it's so far reaching, it's so more than that. You just don't know yet. You know, everybody's trying to pivot and figure out a way to just survive. Uh, but for now, it's over there. So I'm working on the risk management course so people can have an holistic approach, an holistic look into how to manage risk in supply chain. Because today is coronavirus. Tomorrow, it might be some epidemic from 
from Bangladesh or Burma or yeah. Nigeria. Well, you're right, yeah. You know, so we have to understand how this thing is managed and how we can prepare ourselves so that nobody's caught off guard. And then secondly, I'm working on the, the argumentation of uh, technology with humans. Uh, that has been the frontier of supply chain and logistics for a while. And everybody's crazy and crying about, you know, the machine is going to take over the world. We're going to have this singularity world. Everybody's going to, all job is going to be lost. But I'm going to be advocating for no, actually, it will not be. I think technology is going to argument human lives and we're going to have a better, we're going to have a kumbaya moment, you know. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm creating a course for what the future is going to look like as for supply chain and logistics is concerned, the use of technology and making human life better, not to eliminate human lives. Great. So um, how can we work with you? How can we connect with you? How can we have a so, conversation? Yeah, most definitely. So you can follow me. So I do have a podcast called Unfettered Podcast. Uh, okay. This is where I bring people from different walks of life. You know, we live in a very uh, defensive kind of divisive uh, uh, yeah. divisive environment. Globally, the whole world is kind of divided being liberal, being conservative and whatnot. So I use the platform to show different perspectives of different people that are, that are in my network or people I come across in my day-to-day -day living. So people can share the perspective why they think that way. It's unfettered. You can say whatever you want in there. Unfettered, undiluted. You know, nobody really, uh, uh, nobody will be able to sanction you, you know, kind of uh, or censure you rather, we'll be able to speak your mind freely of what you believe, your conviction unapologetically as well. And so I have that going. And also for you to work with me, uh, my website is adebayoadelike.com. Uh, I'm over there. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, adebayoadelike. You can hit me out. I'm also on Instagram, temibayo1. Uh, and also I'm on Twitter as temibayo. And uh, what else? I'm, do I find myself? I'm on Facebook as Timibayo Timitokwe Adeleke. Uh, you can check me out over there. I do give classes on supply chain. If you want to get into the logistics and supply chain world, I'll walk you through some foundational classes you can take that kind of breaks the concept down for you. And you can you know, understand and you can jump into the logistic world and be all you can be in there. And also, if you're advanced, if you're you know, managers and above, I have classes as well that kind of address that. And also I do teach people that want to get into government contracting. If you want to get into government contracting, I'll help you out. Moreover, one of the things that I do that most people don't know is the fact that I teach people and I coach people on leadership and business strategies. So if you want to be part of my coaching, you can holler at me. I'm on adebayoadeleke.com. You can send me a note and we can work out the details of it. So I'm always open for opportunities. I'm always open to new adventures. There's always a learning process. There's always a, a next step to go. Awesome. Thank you so much. You've taught me so much in this podcast. I really appreciate your time and your experience. Um, would love to have you on a future if you would. Most definitely. Would you, most definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. always a pleasure. Thanks for accepting it and thanks for making, uh, making way and making these, uh, an opportunity as well, you know. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for me. I know I'm, I'm kind of probably don't speak your lingo that much, you know, not that funny, but I think I tried. No, you're hilarious. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, you were great. So thank you so much. Thank um, you.